0: I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in be smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. We keep it burn, we keep What's going
1: on y'all, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host, CJ, uh, my co-host, my beautiful co-host, doctor, reverend, motivational speaker, author, Ph.D. Anything else I'm missing, e? uh, I You know, think I, you I want to do the bomb introduction for you, man. You you're a big deal these days. <laughs> I wish. I no, wish. Uh, uh, of course, E.T. is joining me, man. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all your comments. This is the third episode. You guys have been great, you know, commenting, Twitter, Instagram, giving oh, us great feedback. Sure. You know, We, yeah, we want to make sure we sure. provide you guys with a good show, um, stuff that you guys can take and use, tangible information, advice on just how to take yourself to the next level. So um, getting into that, man, we're just going to jump right into it. You know, I'll be honest with y'all. It wasn't the greatest start to my new year. Uh, had, a, had, a, had a rough uh, New Year's Eve. I, it, let me paint the picture. Everybody's going out. Everybody's hanging. Of course, Michigan State and Alabama are playing E. So I'm at the house. I'm in the man cave. I got the big screen. I'm I at the game. I'm ready. in Texas. Yeah, got everything ready. E. Uh, everything is ready. And uh, my wife was actually working. She's in quarter close. Of course, she's in finance, so they're closing up the book. So I'm watching the game by myself. I'm excited. I'm geeked up. You know, I'm, I'm thinking we could pull this off against the mighty Alabama. And uh, for those of you who watched the game, it was 38 to 0. Or heard and, about it. Yeah, and <laughs> my New Year's Eve was not quite what I envisioned it. So I was at the, the house in the man cave by myself watching my boys get whooped on. Uh, it was a rough, rough night, man. I was definitely a little down about the game. You know, thought we played them well. For about 24 minutes, the score was 0-0. <laughs> and then right. uh, Alabama just took over, man. Them boys had too much depth, too Opened big. up a can. You know, too Opened strong. Up a can. We could yeah, Right, exactly. And we couldn't stop them. So my, my my new year didn't start exactly like I wanted to. Of course, I was hoping for a Spartan championship. Uh, but congrats to the fellas, man. They got to the Final Four. Huge achievement for Coach D'Antonio and the rest of the Absolutely. Spartans. Absolutely. You know, just making it. Only in the second year. Right, exactly. Only in the second year of the playoffs, you know. Exactly. So, no, um, huge achievement for the guys. Yeah, absolutely. But, you
0: know, see, you know, we we were over here. You know, my wife was uh, somewhat torn, even though she is, you know, a Spartan at heart because, you know, we've all attended the university. You know, Jalen's there. But we were torn as a family because uh, a lot of people don't know this. You know, but, but deep down inside, and he probably going to get mad at me for saying it, my son is a, um, you know, he rolled tide. You know, my son, uh, most people don't know, they like, how can he be working at Michigan State and going to Michigan State, you know, and be a crimson, you know, football fan? Well, my son was actually born in Alabama. Uh, Jalen was born in Huntsville, Alabama, you know, unlike my wife and I who grew up in Detroit before we moved here uh, in 2003 when I accepted a fellowship at Michigan State. You know, Jalen was born and up to about the age of 10 or 11, you know, he grew up watching, you know, uh, the Crimson Tide. You know, he grew up, um, you know, just seeing the paraphernalia all over the place. So it, it, it he was torn, you know, but 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 deep down in his heart, like I said, because he was born in Alabama. He's always been a fan. And then, you know, see, last year we had the privilege of working with uh, Alabama. Yes. So we yep. had the, the privilege of, you know, going on campus and seeing the Beautiful facility. You had a chance to sit down oh and do a one on one with Nick Saban, you know, and just spend some time with, you know, the players as well. And so, um, you know, while we bleed green, we also, men, are in love with character development. And there's so many programs we work with LSU, you know, Auburn, we Oregon. work with quite a few. Yeah, Oregon, we work with quite the a few programs. Stamp. Michigan. Yeah, yeah, over Michigan the years. Stamp, Michigan, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, our heart bleeds green, but at the same time, We are connected to a lot of the different programs. Yeah, I wasn't thinking
1: about none of that on on New Year's Eve. I can't even lie to you. (laughs) I was all green and white. I had my sweatshirt on, my lucky sweatshirt that we had won the past few games man, You know, I was ready. Did you wash it, though? Maybe you washed it and messed it up or something. You know what? I don't know. I had to ask my wife if she (laughs) washed it. That could be the reason we lost. Um, Yeah. yeah, You know, it was was tough, tough, man. It was tough. But I think. Yeah. And I mean, you know,
0: I was there. So I'm I'm in Texas. I'm in the stadium and I was fortunate enough to it was even sweeter because, you know, I normally at the football games, I normally sit with the basketball team. So here I am. You know, like you said, you got your lucky sweater. I got my lucky position. I'm with me and Coach Izzo together. Mm. You know, his family's there. My family's there. all Coach Garland. All the coaches are there. The players are there. We geeked up. You know, we, we like, let's make it happen. So it was definitely tough, man, leaving the stadium. Not a year before we beat Baylor. So I walked out the stadium feeling real good, hoping we could, you know, make that happen again. But uh, I do, again, just want to, you know, congratulate my guys, man. I know we got some guys that will be leaving, seniors, you know, be going to the NFL um so you know i'm i'm i am excited about that big big shout out to the
1: class definitely a step forward for the program absolutely uh, the development coach d'antonio like i said an amazing job but you know it was kind of a mentor mentee type of thing of course d'antonio coached underneath saban and this time the mentor got the best of him. and i really want to you know you touched on it i want to get into the podcast here forgive me for my my soapbox about my spartans but i want to (laughs) get you know the issue at hand and you know one of the things that like, people always ask, you know, that when they find out we went to Alabama, like, well, what was Saban like, right? Because he's like, you know, he's like the evil genius kind of. You know, he's got this scowl, he's the same way all the time. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Ian, you can kind of speak from your perspective, but I think the very first thing I noticed, guys, is check this out. Here's one of the winningest coaches in the world, one of considered to be maybe the best coach, NFL or college, in the world. And we came in, and a lot of times, I'll be honest with you guys, like, We've been to other programs where, you know, the the team will hire us to come in and he'll speak and the head coach is not even in the room, right? The head coach kind of looks at that as, okay, he can go motivate my players, but, you know, I don't need to hear any of that. And the thing I noticed that when we got to Alabama, we get there, everybody feels in the room and front and center, I mean, dead front, dead center is Coach Sabin and the first thing he does is he whips out his notebook, and I'm standing off to the side, and I'm watching E do his thing, and I promise you, he probably had five pages Of Notes from the stuff Eric was talking about and then the next day in the press conference He alluded to the fact that hey we had Eric Thomas come in here last night And I believe the quote he remembered from the speech was everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do what beasts do And that was a message that he reiterated to his players throughout the year So here is a guy who like I said all these championships all of this fame all this money and he was front and center, and, you know, it kind of it, it tickled me because you have people who are getting the information free or getting the information or think they're too deep to sit down and learn from somebody, but here's a guy who humbled himself and was like, hey, I'm here to learn just like my players are here to learn. And to me, that was one of the major
0: things that stood out to me about Coach Saban. Yeah, absolutely, see, and I think for me, um, it's really along, along the same vein that you're talking about You know, is that, like you said, a lot of times when coaches bring me in, you know, the head coach uh, is so, you know, engaged with, you know, the players and what he wants the players to get, that I kind of, you know, go straight to the auditorium or I'll meet with the strength and conditioning coach or I'll meet with, you know, the assistant coach. Uh, But I thought it was was genius that, you know, Coach Saban said, I want to sit down with Eric one-on-one, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like, he was like, long before you speak to my squad, like, I really want to have a sit down with you, come in the office, you know, let's kind of talk. And that, that you know, and that, that reminds me a lot of Coach D'Antonio as well, because, you know, Coach, you know, was always like invite me into his office. And, you know, we were just having, you know, this dialogue, if you will. So I'm thinking, you know, Coach Saban wants to sit down with me and just kind of break down what's going on with the team, you know, some 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 issues that he might want to make me aware of before I present. And it was what you said, see, it was quite the opposite. He was like, look, I'm not, here to t- I'm not here to tell you what to do. Like, you are an expert at what you do, you know? So he was more like, yo, what, what, what do you think? You know, what, what have you read or what do you know? or What do you study, you know? And so then when I talked about like, what do you want me to talk about specifically? He was like, yo, you, you are the guru, you know, you know how to speak to these kids in a way that I, I don't know how to speak to him. And not that coach doesn't know how to speak to him because like you said, he gets the best out of him. You know, but he recognized that, yo, I just need another voice. And I've heard D'Antonio say the same thing like, yo, E, I just need you are a different voice. You have a different perspective and you can say it in a way that I haven't said it. So I thought that was genius. And then of course as a father, I thought it was genius that you know he didn't brush me off afterwards, you know, that he spent time with you and he spent time with my son. You know, he allowed you guys to come into office. You know, and that just shows me a lot about you know who he is. You know, and his focus. So yeah, it was a it was a, it was a phenomenal visit. See, um, it was uh, we, like you said, we learned so much. Uh, not just presenting, but we learn so much from these leaders and our opportunity not only to engage with them, you know, uh, in their locker room or in their office, but on the field, you know, et cetera. So definitely, man, will be one of the um, engagements that I did that I will remember forever.
1: Yeah, of course. And and, and even a more specific lesson, uh, I believe me and you had this conversation. There was a special on 60 Minutes. And on the 60 Minutes yeah, special, they were, they were interviewing Coach Saban and he talked about the process and it's something that for those of you who have followed us in our movement It's something that he's been big on forever is staying true to the process. Don't rush the process trust the process and He talked about how he doesn't even want his guys looking at the scoreboard, right? He doesn't even want them to look up there and notice the scoreboard and I want to give you two examples one from when they won the championship a few years ago and one from New Year's Eve well, on the 60-minute special, they showed they were beating Notre Dame. They probably were up 40 points. I don't know what it was, but it was the very end of the game when they were getting ready to run out the clock, and, you know, the game was pretty much over. The Notre Dame players are sad and depressed. E. The Bama players are on the sideline, and they're just kind of emotionless. And they show this play where the center and quarterback had fumbled the exchange or somebody got the snap count wrong or something, and it was the end of the game. And here these guys are about to win the national championship, and they got into an argument and start pushing and shoving each other in the middle of the game. This might have been like one minute. You can go look it up on YouTube. But there might have been one minute, a minute and 30 seconds. The game is clearly over. And here they are winning the national championship. And they're on the field arguing and fighting because of one missed snap. Right? They didn't even turn the ball over. There was no threat of them losing the game. But because Coach Saban had them so dedicated to the process that they forgot to even look up at the score and realize, hey, we're about to win the national championship in 90 seconds because they were so focused on every play and staying true to the process. I just read a story yesterday about the other night, they said two Alabama players, Ian, you might not even have heard this yet, but they said two Alabama players got into a fight on the sideline of the game. They're up on Michigan State 38-0, to and it's the fourth quarter, and one of the guys started celebrating on the sideline, and another member of the team went over, and I guess, I don't know if he tackled him, if he pushed him, if he shoved him, whatever, but he went over there and said, hey... Stop celebrating. We haven't won anything yet. And he wasn't even talking about that game per se. He was talking about the national championship and that, hey, this is just a step. You know, this is only, we're still, we still got a whole nother game to play. You can chill with all that celebrating. And I was like, wow. Not only has Coach Sabin bought into the mindset, but he's also got his players to buy into the process. And that's something that we've always talked about Absolutely. not trophy watching, Steve. not
0: watching the scoreboard, Absolutely. but just
1: staying true to what you have to do every day.
0: Yeah, i seen some kid on Twitter, you know, um, uh, make a comment on, of course, we, we, we made a comment um, earlier about this whole concept of privilege. And I guess some kid was saying, E, are you alluding to the fact that if you're privileged, you know, that you can't be successful or you can't grind? You know, we just made it clear. That's not what we're talking about at all. I'm telling you, if you're privileged, you're not about to outwork me. You know so I'm I'm mm-hmm. not suggesting that you can't work or you can't grind. I'm just letting you know, you're not, you, you will not outwork me. You know, based mm-hmm. on uh, my my concept of grinding, like, kid, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm hungry. I'm starving. You're not going to... You know, but, so he took it the wrong way. And, and so we, of course, had to address that. But another kid came behind that kid and said, okay, E, well, when you become successful, like, what do you do then? Do you chill? And I'm like, well, apparently, like, you must be new to ETA. Like, right. You must be new to ET and the grind. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, this must be your first week. You know studying us because if you really study, let me tell you something. Everybody was hitting me up even Harvey show man See you already know the deal man. I man I was so like I was almost pissed after the show because for me it was like here it is We're doing something on this grand scale and it's over. I'm like when the next show, you know, what I'm saying when it's our show like I'm, I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm at the bit. You know, chopping at the bits. And so when we get home, I start on the audiobook for average skill, phenomenal will. Why? Because it's that exact same thing. You know, that Nick Saban is talking about. It is this concept of, yo, it's a process. Like you don't get caught up on the prize. You don't get caught up on the product. You get caught up on the process because as long as you're caught up on the process, you will continue to get a prize. You'll continue to get a product. But as soon as you make your focus, the prize or the product, that's it for you. And I, and we've said this in our speeches before, see both of us, but I'm telling you, I always, always, Think of Barry Sanders in a conversation he had with his father about how to approach the game. And Barry Sanders, unlike any other football player, when he would score, he never celebrated. He never took the ball, you know, and signed the ball and ran with the with the game ball. He never did the little dance. And the reason why Sanders never did the whip, he didn't dab on him. He did the nay nay. He didn't dab on him. He never dabbed on him, you know what I'm saying? He never dabbed. And the (laughs) reason he said was because his father told him You're going to keep scoring, so don't act like it's something big. You're going to be doing this quite a bit, and you're going to be doing this over your entire season. What you need to focus on is strength and development. What you need to focus on is your speed. What you need to focus on is juking the opponent. What you need to focus on is preparation and the process, and you let the the touchdown, you let that take care of itself. Absolutely. No, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, the way
1: I hope this is connecting, right? And so, you know, you think about, you know, all the things that you have going on in your life and the things you want to do. For instance, you know, I had a young lady call me and say, hey, you know, I'm I'm kind of getting frustrated. I set a financial goal and last year I didn't achieve it. I've set a financial goal for this year and I want to achieve it this year. And what I told the young lady is I said, hey, listen, your problem is you're focused on the wrong thing you're focused Mm. on the money right she might have said hey i want to make a hundred thousand dollars in 2016 and i said that's fine you know to have that as a goal but i want you to reset your goals as activity not as the result right and so what things do you need to do to get to that hundred thousand she was in real estate so i said how many houses a month do you need to sell in order to hit you know do you need to sell in order to hit that hundred thousand dollar goal well, I need to, you know, about three or four houses or whatever she said. I need to sell three houses. Let's say she said three houses. I said, okay, cool. If you need to sell three houses in a month, then you need to average a little under one per week, right? And so we know that you... Every week, you need to be worried about selling one house, right? Let's just say one house a week. And so in order to sell one house a week, how many connections do you have to make? Well, I probably have to talk to about eight to 10 people in order to get that one house sold. I said, okay, cool. So if you have to talk to eight to 10 people and set up lunches or whatever you have to set up with eight to 10 people, how many people does it take to reach out to? And she said, probably 20 or 30 people that I would have to reach out to to get that eight, you know, those eight meetings. And so I said, that's your goal right there. 30 meetings or 30 outreaches a week, right? Your goal is eight meetings a week. And so if you set those as your goals, at the end of the year, the 100000 will come. You don't have to worry about the money, right? You're worried about the activity that you know if you do the activity, you will get to the goal. So for those of you out there who are trying to get to a certain level and trying to get to a certain goal, the same thing could be said with weight loss. You might not want to say, hey, my goal this year is to lose 30 pounds. Right. Because you don't really know how the, the body works. Right. You might be putting on some muscle. You might be, you know, whatever. Retaining some Absolutely. water, whatever your goal. Absolutely. And then you, if you don't hit that goal, you're frustrated because you say, man, I, I thought I should lose this 30 pounds. How about framing the goal as I want to go to the gym three times a week? You know Absolutely. what I mean? Because that is a Absolutely. goal that you can actually set right there and you can attain through your actions and your activity. And then you feel good about attaining the goal. And at the end of the year, I promise you, you'll be you, you'll have lost that 30 pounds. But the 30 pounds is is 12 months out. E. It's a year away, you know, from where we want to be. Let's focus on and make the goals what we can do today, what we can That's do right. this what week, what we can do next daily. Week.
0: Yeah, right. because you can control, you know, not eating chocolate, not eating sweets not eating potato chips, mm-hmm. like you can control that. You can control how many carbs you take in. You know, those are things you can control. Not drinking pop, what you always say, see, I'm not gonna drink my calories. Right. You know, so you can control not drinking you know, um, artificial drinks. You can control that. You can, you can control, I'm gonna, the goal is to drink water when I go out to eat. The goal is to drink water throughout the day. The goal is to juice. Like, like you said, see, those are things that are manageable. You know and those are things that are within your control and if you learn to do the things that you can control and not worried about the things you can't control then like you said see you might not only lose 30 you might lose 40 and you might Mm -hmm. you might only lose 20 but you might go down two pan sizes you know you might lose your your gut your midsection you know you might put on more muscle so absolutely man we can and that's what i tell people like you're so focused on you know, fixated on this. I got to make six figures. Okay. So what you make six figures and you spend six figures? So what if if the goal is wrong, then really the outcomes at the end of the day are going to be wrong anyway. And you're going to find yourself starting all over again. So yeah, I'm with you. See process, process, process. Don't rush the process. Trust the process. Don't rush the process. Trust the process. Hmm.
1: I love it, man. I love it. That, that's the kind of stuff I get excited about because when I think about how we built this company, you know, yep. you said it on and, and, and I want to transition because I do want to talk about Steve Harvey, but you said it on the Steve Harvey show. I believe there was a young lady on there. And for those of you who haven't seen it, you know, you can check it out. We, we tweeted out a couple of the videos. I believe there's YouTube links to them and stuff like that. But there was a young lady on there who said, you know, she was trying to find a man. He you know, we run across that quite a bit. She's oh, like, "Look, man. in 2016, my goal is to find a man. How do I find it? Find I've been a to, man. What did she say? I've been to Home Depot. I've been I've to, been to home the grocery Depot. store, the grocery and store I can't the meat find out. them. She said right. the meat house. Right. right? Exactly. She, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I, one of the, you know, I think you gave her some great advice in that. You're looking for a man, but the real goal should be to work on yourself and become a wife. So you can kind of break that down, the advice you gave her.
0: Yeah, you know, man, for real, it's what you said earlier, our focus is wrong. And because the focus is wrong, the outcomes are always gonna be wrong. So if you get the right focus, so the focus should be, one, looking for you, looking to be the best you you could be. Because here's the reality, if you are a seven, I don't care how hard you try. A seven is only going to attract, see, another seven, a six, a mm. five, a four, a three, a two, a one. There's no way in the world that a five is going to attract a 15. So then the goal is not to find a 10 or a 15. It is to become because once you become, you're only going to try. Man, see, I, let's just be real, man. I, you know, I've grown as a speaker, right? But, but I'm just going to be real. I wasn't ready for the NFL 10 years ago. That might, Even if it was a goal, I wasn't ready for the NFL. And we're not talking about the presentation. We're talking about the life. What's required? What do you have to do when you actually get to that particular? I wasn't ready to do corporate America uh, five, six years ago. But, But because I got the master's degree, was able to obtain a PhD, we wrote a few books, you know, I had some life experiences that happened to me. By the time I got to corporate America, I was ready. And too many of us want opportunities that if they were to actually come, You wouldn't be ready for them anyway. So why are you asking for an opportunity that when you get, you're going to mess up and then you'll never get that opportunity again. The doors are going to be closed. So what I was saying to her is if you want a man, you want a husband, become a wife, become a virtuous woman, do do the things that would make you attractive to somebody else. So what would a man want? And then what a man would want you need to become that particular thing so i have become cj what the nfl needs i have become what the nba needs i have become what corporate america needs and we need people that are that are performance enhancers and that's what we do that's what our company is designed to do we allow people to go from where they are to go to a level that they never thought they could operate from. So so and mentally, that's what we do. We prepare people from their mental approach, mental toughness, and help them to get to that next level. So I've gone through some things that have prepared me to be ready for the opportunities when they came. But, 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 but you have to understand that, yep, I remember the first, I think, mixtape, I was saying, I'm about to hit the NFL. Guys, I'm all in the NFL now. Okay, but 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 understand I'm a different person than the kid that said he wanted to go to the NFL to speak to the kid That's now actually speaking. So I just said to her. Look, you got to become the best woman You could be in your realm in your space and while you working on you believe it or not? He's somewhere working on him and one day you might go to Home Depot and he <laughs> might be in Home Depot <laughs> you know, I don't know y'all might meet at Home Depot, but but you'll be a 12 He'll be a 12 and you guys will attract each other because Birds of a feather flock together and I've never seen pigeons and eagles hanging together I've never seen robins and pigeons hanging together, but I have seen eagles Occasionally fly together so become what it is you want and I'm telling you once you become it you have no choice but to attract what you are. Absolutely. And look, and I think
1: one of the things you just touched on e, is so big because you said it, we weren't ready. Had we gotten the opportunity? Had Oprah called us 10 years ago we would not have been in a position to succeed. And that might have messed us all up. We might have got on there and people might have went and checked and seen what we were doing and say, oh man, this is a rinky dink operation. What did he used to call us? The Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey y'all like the Club. Mickey Mouse Club. Before, you gotta understand, when we started this company, we didn't have health insurance, we didn't have benefits, we didn't have 401Ks, we didn't have insurance for anybody to get their teeth fixed. And yeah, I remember E's comp. wife would dog us out and say, workman's comp, E's wife would dog us out and say, y'all just playing. This is the Mickey Mouse Club. Even after After we might have, you know, six, seven years ago, after we started having some success, she was still looking at us saying, this company ain't ready. Y'all still not getting people's stuff shipped out on time. Your books, you know, is here and there. The stuff is scattered all over the place. It doesn't look like a company. And had we had that kind of attention on the brand back then, it might have tore the brand up. And I had to learn that the hard way. And I think we had those growing pains. And now. E, unfortunately, I'm in a position where I have to try to teach other people that. I told you the other day, I got, you know, somebody reached out to me about a podcast, right? And they had started their podcast like a month ago, right? And you might have, you know, 10, 20 people listening, your family members. That's great. I love it. You got busy. You're starting something you love to do. You might end up being great at it, but you want to book ET as one of your first guests on your podcast with 20 listeners, right? And you're hoping that by E coming on your podcast, everybody, you know, who's under our sphere of influence, our supporters are going to go listen to the podcast and that's going to blow you up. Well, that's not the truth because you're not Not. polished enough. You're not ready right now. So if I put E on your podcast right now and a thousand people, 5,000, 10,000 people come and listen to that interview for ET, they might like the information E's given, but it's not going to make them stay with your podcast because it's not developed enough. So now I'm in a position where E I told you the other day I kind of feel like man am I being a jerk because I keep telling people no because they're not on that level or they're not ready and it's not me trying to big time you it's not me trying to say oh E's way too big to be on your little rinky dink podcast it's not that at all I'm saying I'd be cheating you'd be cheating the levels if I let E come on your podcast in your second week of existence and try to give you all this exposure that you're not ready for but I think as people we don't quite understand that concept so sometimes I get you know emails back and stuff and people like oh I thought Eric Thomas was a man of the people. I thought he was somebody who could, you know, he could, you know, come on anybody's podcast, or he says that, you know, he, he's not above anybody, and I said, it's not about that. I'm trying to protect
0: you from you. Yeah, you know what's so big? See, you know, people ask me, you know, a couple of people in my family, you know, grandma call, aunties call, you know, and everybody was like, you know, kind of like, yo, E, you know, they want to know the experience. Some of my close friends call. What was the experience? What was it like? you know, being on the Steve Harvey show. And I'll be honest, see, to me, the biggest piece was we were ready. See, we were ready. See, we were ready. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Steve Harvey on two occasions, uh, promoted our book. See, we were ready. See, we had over, we had thousands of books, see, packaged and ready to go. And I was so grateful when I started seeing the sales, and I started seeing the, I started seeing the book sales. I started, you know, I started seeing the app and the, and the, and the numbers were coming in. You know I was looking at the numbers. I was like, yo guys, we were ready. We were ready. We went on Steve Harvey's show, and we were ready, not, not the show, but we were ready. We had a book. You know how many people go on the show see and they don't have a website. They, they don't they don't have any uh, EPK, they don't have a bio, they don't have any videos to highlight what they do. See, we had a book, see? We sold books, see? Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I was excited about, not that we were on a show, but we were able to leverage the show. And then see what I was excited about was the fact that not only were we on the show, but we had put ourselves in a position mm-hmm not only with steve harvey but with the world for steve to say there's no way i can start the new year off talking about motivation on a monday and not have yours truly et the hip-hop preacher so we have created this 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 um, uh, uh, this expertise, if you will, in, in this space that says like, yo, if you do a motivation, it's it's not possible for you to do it without having ET. And if you saw some of the people that came on the show the rest of the week, like you had Ray Lewis, you had you had some you you had some uh, pretty prominent people on the show that week. But he said, look, if I'm gonna start this thing off, I gotta start off with ET, the hip hop preacher, on Monday. Why? thank god it's monday Mm. we we created that see and 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 then to take it to the next level what what really really took it to that next level for me see was the fact that (laughs) people called us after that see we have producers major producers from 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 um, tv producers uh, 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 to Hollywood producers who call and say yo E Man, we saw you on a Steve Harvey show. Are you interested in doing this? And are you interested in doing that we had other NBC affiliates calling we want to interview you? Can you do a morning show can you do and see that's what I was excited about not the opportunity itself But I was excited about the fact that we leveraged the opportunity that we had see we were ready for ready We yeah. were ready for ready. We was ready for ready.
1: No, and, and, and man, that's so spot on and it goes right back to what we were talking about as you're sitting here talking. I'm thinking about what we just said. Our goal was never to be on Steve Harvey. Our no. goal was never for, you know, NBC or any of these networks to be calling us, asking us to do TV stuff, voiceover, none of that. That was never the goal. You know what our goal was? Let's do TGIM every week. That's it. Let's do TGIM every single that's week. That's it. Right. And that's what we could control. I was telling somebody the other day, think about it. They were like, oh, y'all on the Steve Harvey show. And it was somebody E who was in our um, our, our young males group back at Michigan State. Remember on Sunday when wow, we would have kids absolutely. from the community, we would have absolutely. kids from all over come. And look, we what, it, what e, we probably had my dad cook. We probably had, you know, some some I think we had we could have Lance and what we call crack chicken. We got them some cracked chicken, and we would come into that room for a couple hours on Sunday and just vibe with the students and do the exact same thing that we do now. Right? That was something that we could do tangibly at that day. Did I know that was gonna turn into the Steve Harvey show? Absolutely not, but we did exactly what we were supposed to do when we followed our calling and didn't worry about, man, if we could just only get to the Steve Harvey show. Nope, I'm about to do this Sunday session where 14 young men come in here between the ages of 14, 15, and 25, and we're just gonna build with them. We're just gonna learn, and we're just gonna grow together. And that turned into something. Again, focus on the activity, not the the, the end result. Focus on the activity that it takes to get
0: there. Yeah, and I want to say this too, see, for people who, like yourself, you know, who works for a brand, you know, because there are people out there that work for a brand and they want to blow up, you know. But they, but, but, here's the thing, they're so focused on working with a brand that they think has blown up or a brand that's going to blow up, then that's their focus. And I see, what I was so excited about, you know, in addition to what I said, see, man, I was so excited about that all of our players were ready too, see, mm-hmm. not just you and I, see. No, you had Carl, no man. Carl, man. Carl hit me up, man. The, man, the squad was ready. Carl hit me up and was like, "Yo, E, we look, we, we, we. I mean, we did an overhaul on our website." I'm like, "What, Carl?" He like, "Yo, E, you going on the Steve Harvey show, and it might only be for 24 hours, but we got We got to do an overhaul." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He like, E, I got it." He was like aspwbook.com and I'm like what's up average with that average skill phenomenal wheel I'm like what's that he like e I got a website just for average skill phenomenal wheel and and we're not selling this and we're not selling that we're just gonna be ready with the book I'm like what he like e I'm telling you he said I did my research e and we got it we we got to narrow this thing down we can't have a million things up when people come he said look for real aspwbook.com and I'm like unbelievable, Carl. And you know, Carl is making decisions and he ain't even really like that. No, I'm gonna make a decision, right. type dude, right? But right? well, he was ready. Maul was ready. Maul, maul man, Ma had the warehouse clean. My well, ma- how many books did we pre-package? Oh, uh, we pre-packaged probably about five thousand books. See, and I'm I'm just repack. See, I'm just watching them. You don't see?
1: think E, I don't think we would have got that. We definitely didn't get that done for Secret to Success. And we
0: didn't get it done for. Uh, greatness is upon you, but we approached this one so different. Why? Because we was going on the Steve Harvey show and we already knew. See, we knew the numbers. We did the math. We like, okay, you got so many viewers watching. Okay, 10% usually buy and if 10% don't buy, if you get 1% to buy, like bingo, got it. And so I just want people to hear what I'm telling you. You were you were bigging up the show. We was on the show. We were not look We were so grateful to steve harvey and and trust me. There's some stuff in the works, right? But but we wanted to leverage it because in our mind We said this might be the only show we ever do and even though in the back of our minds We don't feel like it's gonna be the only we still approached it like it was the only show And here's the biggest piece. See, after that show was over, we went straight in the studio and started the audio book for Average Skill Phenomenal Wheel. And not only that, after my first gig, people are blew out the frame like, yo, E, you at a middle school? In a classroom? I'm saying, yep, back to one remember the song uh, uh brian mcknight did the Oh, two oh you're like a dream come true four, i wanna be I wanna be <laughs> and he said 10 and guess what then we start back again at and, one and start back at one.
1: we start back again oh, at one bro be mcknight I'm sorry. Yeah, B, Y'all don't know, but B, B McKnight got some Oakwood roots. I got with caught e. up. So you think he the only uh, big time celebrity <laughs> to come out of Oakwood? Uh, Brian McKnight was also at Oakwood for a time period. So shout out to Brian McKnight, man. And this seems like a decent time to tell you guys to go check out the book, Average Skill Phenomenal Wheel. Uh, we work so hard on that book it's a it's a smaller read than greatness is upon you something quick a reference manual yeah. per se that you can yeah. refer back to and it, it comes with the the workbook get those two together i promise you it's some great information in there um that's going to definitely help yeah you and i think to the, the biggest level piece. See, you wanna do.
0: i think the bigger piece is it comes with a training series you know and i'm just going to be honest a lot of books you get you know you can't get a free online you know, training to go along with the book so that you understand the the context of how we wrote this book. You understand um, the stories, you, you know, you're not reading it from a biased perspective, you know, uh, or ignorant perspective. But you are under, you're understanding the 10 principles that really help, uh, you know, catapult us, you know, and get us to a whole nother level in terms of, you know, what we do professionally. So I think that that training PC is, is, is huge And you also get an opportunity to get, I don't remember how long, I'm going to be honest, but you're signed up with Breathe University for a few weeks at least, and you get an opportunity to get exposure to our university. So, I mean, for the price and the value that you're getting, for real, if you're trying to take your game to the next level and you've enjoyed the TGIMs, you've enjoyed the mixtapes, et cetera, look, knowledge is the new money you need to get you some and for a very small investment, we're giving you an opportunity to get exposed, you know, to, uh, to our training. I think that's huge.
1: And while we're on that, I want to transition into somebody who was said to, to have you know, somewhat average skill and phenomenal will, and that's uh, Steph Curry. Now, I had, there was an image going around about um, his scouting report. And I just wanted to talk about that because you want to talk about somebody who worked on their game phenomenally. I just want to read some of the weaknesses they say, E. They said that uh, he was not a true point guard. Mm. He was out of control at times. Mm. Bad (laughs) shot selection. He was stuck between a one and a two point guard Mm, shooting mm, guard. They didn't mm. quite know what he was. They said his ability to defend at the next level was questionable, his lateral quickness, versatility to defend multiple positions, limited upside, and they said that he was projected as a backup or fringe starter. And then he said also his college system made it, uh, made it difficult to evaluate him. He had average size, average athleticism. Unbelievable. Average wingspan. This is the one I love. Frail frame and relies too heavily on outside shot. And I was reading that and I was like, wow.
0: Unbelievable, see.
1: Wow, Unbelievable. and you're talking about, like I said, we had it, you know, kind of talking about it on the first podcast, Unbelievable. But, I mean, you could consider the boy the greatest player in the league right now, and on his way to being one of the best players Unbelievable. ever, and that was the scouting report, yeah. and there's people out there, you saying, oh, I don't have this, and I don't have that, and, you know, I'm not that good at this. And I'm telling you, that's why we wrote this book. Yep. The average skill, yep. phenomenal wheel. You are looking at us for real. You might be looking at E and I like, oh man, they just mad talented. They just they had a a a, a secret fairy dust sprinkled on them and they just blew up. No, it's not like that. You're talking about me, somebody who was a football player his whole life and had to readjust everything with a 17 on my ACT. You're talking about E being a homeless high school dropout. And up for us to build a multi-million dollar company, that's why we're so passionate about this guys. You have to understand that we were not most likely to achieve. You know what I mean? This wasn't a brand that was like, oh, OK, we we just, you know, we destined for stardom. Like people been telling us for years. No, there was times when we had to walk into high school and beg to come speak to those students. Oh, man. You remember? Oh, see. They would sit there and tell us, look, you got 10 minutes with the students. We like, man, can we get 15? they like, no right kicking us out the door we were just trying to give our gift away and couldn't give it away people saw us as average people saw us as you know not elite or not worthy enough to do what we were doing and we just
0: kept on working and that's why we wrote average skill phenomenal will Yeah, see you talking about the 10-15 minutes they gave me to speak man forget that see let's talk about how long we were in the office with the criminal record re- you know what I'm saying interview I mean they putting us through all kinds of stuff. you got to see my ID license social security card right. passport I mean see I'm being real I just remember Remember the time we spent right. in the office with them right. giving us the, uh, 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 you know, they they giving us the four one one. Just who are you? You understand you, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I'm, I'm absolutely. Yeah, I'm,
1: and think about this, and right. And think about this. We're going through all of that, and we still nine times out of ten they wouldn't let us speak to the students. And now, oh my, what a, what a uh, difference see, now. See, I walked in the school we the other get... day. Oh. See, I walked
0: straight in, see? I walked straight in. I'm talking about the you administration. You didn't have to get frisked. Man, the administration was taking security. pictures, see? I couldn't even get in the classroom and talk to the students because the administration wanted to take pictures. The administration was telling me their life story, how they listened to me and how I changed their life. I couldn't even get to the baby, see? And then when I walk in the classroom, see, the kids are like, oh, is that him? I can't believe it. Is that him? And I'm saying, wow, because we persevered, you know, because we stuck with this thing. And I hope they
1: understand this. Do y'all know how hard it is, right? And, and, you know, I was the man tasked with, you know, branding this company. Do y'all understand how hard it is to get 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids to think a motivational speaker is cool? Right, I just remember back in the day when I was sitting in school and they told us we had a motivational speaker. We were like, oh my goodness, a motivational speaker. And that's how they saw us. E, do you remember going to New Jersey and sitting in there? These kids were not geeked up to see no E.T. and C.J. We going on the stage, the kids throwing papers. We can't even get a word out of our mouth before they throwing kids out the auditorium. You got kids in there standing up talking, throwing stuff on stage. We went through so much. And I just look at that and say, man, what if we would have been like, you know what? This ain't working out. I can't do it no more. But we stuck to it and understood that it's a process. Again, it's something we have to go through. Nobody thought a motivational speaker was cool. Nobody, when we walked into school, nobody was like, what up? What up? What? Nobody was on that. And now we're going places and people are excited about it because we stayed true to the process. And I think that's so critical. And if people would, you know, really grind it out. Somebody asked me yesterday, I've been doing this, you know, for a while. When should I change up or reevaluate my strategy? I said, how long you been doing it? About a year and a half. I'm saying, what? Reevaluate your strategy. You just need to keep working if you're if you know you're doing the right thing. If you're in your calling and in your gift, I can't tell you how long it's going to take to blow up. Like I said, that was probably two, three years in that those kids were booing us and kicking us off the stage and we had to leave. And remember the principal came up to us afterwards and was like, man, I'm so embarrassed. I apologize y'all, the kids was terrible. Right, we went
0: through that. And now we come
1: in and they like, E.T.
0: And I'm like, wow, what if we would've quit? Yeah, man, see, I'm just, man, look, see, I wanna take it back even further, man. Yo, do you remember, and and I just want people to get it, see, and 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 this is why i'm so grateful for this podcast because unlike a tgim it's really giving me an opportunity you know and you an opportunity you know to really let them get behind the scenes and really get to know us and know our story which i think is critical but see do you remember being either in what were you you might have been in middle school or high school i wasn't even living in lansing at the time do you remember i came to your school and spoke I sure do. I sure do. Was that middle yeah, school or high school? I don't, know, I don't
1: know if we ever told that story. Never, either. man.
0: We've never told that yeah, story. Yeah, I was in the
1: seventh grade at the Dwight Rich Middle School wow. when a guy came in and he still had the hat on. And I remember. Still had he the hat on, They think I just started yeah, doing, doing the school assembly. And I remember thinking at the time, like, who is this guy? right and I, and I'm not going to lie we were you know we I was sitting there you know I wasn't you know just I'm not going to say I was super locked in but I remember being like wow I think at the time you were talking about for real, you're not investing in your schoolwork. You know, you're investing in, you know, Jordans and other stuff. And that was kind of your message to us to, you know, invest the same amount of energy and time into video games and all of this other foolishness as you do, you know, as much time as you invest into that, invest into your, your books and stuff like that. So, yeah, I re- you're talking about, man, I don't even know how many years ago. But, yeah, that was I was in seventh grade when I first saw Eric Thomas speak. speak and I didn't even realize when my dad told me to come meet you that you were the same guy I didn't
0: even realize it and that's something crazy i mean i just want them to see see because they're thinking that you know like you said it's just poof this this magic potion they don't even realize that I was in your space, didn't even live here. I lived in Huntsville, Alabama. Hmm. I didn't even live in Lansing. And I was working with Michigan State and I would volunteer and come do work at the middle schools and the high schools. And whoever knew that one of the greatest tantrums, you know what I'm saying, to ever, yeah. to ever come together would actually have met each other. You know what I'm saying? That means that you at that time I'd have been 14 or something and I might have been in my, you know, late 20s at that time, you know. And so think all those years later, here we are all those years later, working together, grinding it out and making it happen. And I'm doing the exact same thing I'm doing. It's like you said, I had on the gym shoes then I had on the jeans. Then I had on the t t-shirt oh, sure. then I had on the baseball cap then. And I'm telling you, I just stuck with I stuck with it. And there are those of you out there you, the reason why you will never be successful is every time it doesn't work, you keep starting and stopping all, start uh, stopping and starting all over again. You keep changing your swag because they don't like it. You keep changing your approach because they don't like it. You keep changing your, the, 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 the the way you uh, present your gift or the way you style your gift because they don't like it. And man, I'm telling you, you got to stick with it. And there was a time the baseball cap wasn't cool. The gym shoes weren't cool. But now, yeah, yeah. We made motivation, we made learning, we made being spiritual, we made being married, Whole different ball game. Yeah, we made a lot Whole of stuff different cool. ball game. yeah And, and you wasn't talk cool about before. sticking to your
1: gift. I want to tell this story, E. Um, it was funny, we had, you know, E was on me like about getting gigs. I had He had caught me scoreboard watching the same thing I told you guys not to do, right? I had, uh, you know, basically, you know, gotten, you know, pretty happy about, you know, the amount of views we were getting. We might've been getting like 5,000 views per video, not even that deep, but for us at the time, it was huge. And I remember I called E and I was like, yo, we getting all these, you see how many views that video got? It got like 10,000 views. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, oh. And he was like, how many gigs did you give me? And I was like, uh, I'm not sure. Um, let me let me go check. You know, you know how you try to, uh, you know, divert. I'm trying to divert. Like, let me go uh, check. Uh, it, I, hold on, I had three. E- hold on, let me let me open my email. I had because I know I had uh, uh, cereal for breakfast. <laughs> And he was like, no, see, you getting caught up looking at the scoreboard. That's not the, what's important. Did you get me any gigs? And I went and I finally got him a corporate gig. We had done some schools and stuff like that, but I had got E a corporate gig. And I just want to show you guys an example of how we stuck to the script, exactly what E's talking about. I had went out and put some fillers out and, and finally got a corporate company to call back. And they called back and they were like, "Yeah, we want to book him. We, you know, we want to pay him this fee. You know, it might have been five grand at the time. We want to pay him this fee to come in." And they said, "But we watched his videos you sent, and we really like him. But we need him to come in with a suit and tie. Can he lose the baseball hmm. cap and the shirt and the gym shoes? We need him to come in in a shirt and tie." And I'm like, "Okay, now nah, he been on me about getting the gigs. I got the gig. Now I just got to convince him to lose the shirt and the tie." And I call E or to lose the baseball cap and put on a shirt and a tie. And I called E and I was like, yo, they ready for you. I got you the corporate gig. It's a nice dollar amount. Um, they just need you to lose the baseball cap and put on a shirt and tie. And he said, call him right back. Tell him I can't do it. And I'm like, E. He's like, call him right back. Tell him I can't do it. And I was like, wow. I was like, yo, he's serious about the brand and where we are and and sticking true to what we have. And our USP, our unique selling proposition? The thing that makes us different is the thing that's going to blow us up. And I called them back, y'all, and I turned down our first corporate offer because they wanted to change who we are and what we do. And then it was so funny, probably I want to say it was close to a year to the date. That next year, almost that exact same time, I got a call from a corporate company and they said, we'd like to book Eric Thomas. You know, we've been watching his videos. You know, we love his style. We love everything about it. Um, Do you think he could come in? And we did the contract and we got everything sorted. And the lady called me back, Ian, was like, "Um, we just have one simple request. And my heart started beating. I'm like, oh man, they gonna want to put on the shirt and tie. She was like, can you make sure he wears the baseball cap? Because that's how we all know him. And we want to recognize him as soon as he comes in. And that's how we all are used to seeing him on the video. And I was like, wow we stuck to the script and a that's year right. later, that's not right. only are they not asking you to put on a suit and tie, they're saying to make sure you wear the baseball cap yeah. and the gym shoes yeah. because that's how they're used to seeing you. And that's just a testament and it just goes to show exactly what you just talked about. Stick to
0: the script, stick, yeah, stick to right? The script. Don't worry about the results, yeah. stick to the script. Yeah, and you know what, see, a lot of people when they saw me with the hat, you know, for real, they get the wrong impression, man. You know, and what I'm really trying to convey is our values. You know, for real, man, we from the city, man. Your, your father was at GM. You know, my father who raised me GM, my mom Ford. That's where we come from, man. Blue collar, grind. And that and, and that and that's what it's all about when you see the jeans, when you see, that's what it's all about. I tell people, when I walk into a school, and this is no disrespect to somebody who has that brand, but when I walk into a middle school, a urban middle school, when I walk into an urban high school and they see the shirt and tie on, they automatically like, we can't relate. When I walk in, they like, yo, we can relate. And boom, as soon as I walk in and start speaking, they locked in. They like, yo, you, you, you symbolically, you resemble me. Symbolically, our stories are similar, symbolically, You've gone through the same struggle that I've gone through and symbolically if you can make it I can make it You know, and so that's what happens for me It doesn't look like you know, I'm some guy that's that 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 cannot understand their plight. I can't understand their struggle I don't know what they're going through when I walk in the building They are like whoa E.T. Is just like me and even corporate corporate is about to grind if you don't grind you don't eat as a company Nobody's giving you anything free and so 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 the brand is guys we are hard nosed. we blue collar and so if you say no to us because we're not wearing a shirt and a tie it just means that our brands are not in alignment it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that company but i only want to go places where we where our values are in alignment because if our values are not in alignment see they're not going to be able to embrace our message and do anything with it go where you celebrate that's it not Not where where you you tolerate it
1: yeah no doubt man let's move on um of course, man. To, to the to the fan favorite, uh, ask ET. You guys have been sending in your questions, man. Thank you for that. Of course, you can go to Twitter and use the hashtag. Ask ET if you have a question for E or myself on the podcast. We'll try to get it answered. And of course, as always, this segment is brought to you by ETA Grind Gear, redefining the grind one day at a time. Listeners to this podcast can use the promo code Secret to Success and get an extra twenty percent off checkout. Uh, available exclusively at etinspires.com. So go use that 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 code, guys. Secret to Success for and, and that's on anything. The books, the gear. Um, if you, you know, you've been wanting to get a shirt, a hoodie, whatever that is go to the store, use the code, and get the 20% off. So we're gonna jump right into it. Um, we got a bunch of questions, man. I'm just trying to find a, a couple good ones. Okay. okay. Uh, but I, I wanted to start off, because I'm, I'm gonna see if you remember it, but Jamie in Cape Town, South Africa, and shout out to South Africa, man. They've been rocking with us for a long time. We haven't made our way over there yet, but I promise you, we are going to somehow make that thing happen and get over there in South Africa with you guys. But uh, Jamie in Cape Town, South Africa said, E.T., what is your most embarrassing moment as a speaker?
0: Man, man, and you said, do I remember it? Hey, yeah. and I
1: know exactly what it is, but I don't want to say now. And I'm not saying it's your most, but I definitely remember one. And I, and you know, oh, oh, you know i it the king it. and the uh, uh, Martin Luther King? <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. And for those of you who wonder what he's talking about, he was giving a speech one time, and he was talking about how it's hard, it's difficult, Um, you know, when your husband dies, the upgrade, and he was talking about, uh, of course, Martin Luther King. And he was saying, he meant to say Coretta Scott King in terms of who the wife was, but he said, how do you think Rosa Parks could move on after her husband, Dr. Martin Luther King, died? And it was so funny because he was going in so hard, and I just seen everybody looking around like, Man, Rosa and Martin was married? I didn't even, you know, they thought he had dropped a new exclusive black history fact. And so that was hilarious. But that's not the one I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about one that was a bit more recent. It was a corporate event and we were in Texas. Let me see if that jar's memory at all.
0: No, no, help me out, see.
1: It was two ladies in the front row. I still don't get it. (laughs) Which, which? And what did I say, see? So, all right, so I'm going to have to set it up. We're, we were shout out to Witch Witch jeff which which um you guys you know always which 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 sandwich which yeah. which yeah of course which man love that place uh call jeff man Tell, see if he can we can get a sponsorship another sponsorship besides eta for the podcast i know we're doing jeff. some big things yeah. but shout out to Witch Witch, a great sandwich and a great company that you know we've had a relationship with for a long time but we were doing a corporate training there And uh, E got, you know, they were all excited because this was maybe the second or third year we were there. So everybody's pumped up for E. And I'm in the back of the room and E gets up front. And E starts in, he's going in. And then there's these two ladies that are like motioning to him. And they're like waving a little bit. And I see them, I'm like, you remember that? I do, I do (laughs) now. They're like motioning to him. And E's like, it's kind of throwing E off because he's like, yo, why are these ladies sitting here talking back and forth? You know why I'm trying to speak. I just got up here. And so you see, he just stopped. And he was like, huh? What? And he looks at him, and you want to take it from oh, here? Oh, man. They tell me your fly is
0: open. <laughs> your flies open. So you know me, y'all. My swag, I just turned real quick. Boom, hit it up and kept going. That's why I ain't think He was- had his zipper open. I'm
1: talking about wide open the entire time he was up there speaking. And the, and the ladies, blessed their heart. We're trying to let him know low key to fix his zipper, and of course he was like, "Man, he was like, look, you, I, I gotta, gotta give you credit, you handled it definitely like a G. He was like, "Oh, my fly open." He was like, "Hold on, let me get that." He was like, "No, I don't don't whisper, you gotta go you baseball, gotta, yeah, just you tell go baseball
0: me." With that one,
1: yeah. yeah, no, I was dying laughing, y'all. It was hilarious just to see. Um, you know, E and that light man, but like I said, he definitely handled
0: it like a sweet. See, chance. that's why I didn't think it was and, uh, my most embarrassing moment because I handled, handled it so sweetly.
1: Well, you, I don't even think you knew that you married uh, Rosa and Martin. Yeah, no, so, I didn't know that. Well, I guess I didn't know that initially. Either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. You found out later that you had rewritten Black history, so absolutely, but nah, man, I died laughing like it was so funny and everybody in there died laughing and um you know it was just it was a cool moment but you never know man in this line of profession like they say it's live baby it's live and it's not memorized so i don't know what happened but he had a he he had some indecent exposure going on that day (laughs) so um this question actually comes from twitter ian this is at uh yas underscore oh six okay he says will you ever be able to fully realize how you're not only changing lives, but actual generations of lives. Hashtag Ask ET, and that comes from Yoss on Twitter. Are you, so I guess what he's saying is, will you ever be able to realize the impact that you're having on not just this generation, but the next?
0: No, I don't think anybody can. I mean, I don't think, see, we thought in our wildest imagination that we would have this type of impact. You know, um, it's at a point now, I'm just gonna be honest. um, I do have to be strategic, especially when I'm with my wife um, but I can't go anywhere now, see, and people not, uh, you know, recognize me. And I think what's different, a lot of people say to me, E, just, just, just understand this. Like, I'm not no stalker, you know, I'm not no groupie. Like, I don't get caught up into that. If I was see a or maybe a, a football celebrity or basketball or, a, you know, an entertainer or whatever, they're like, look, I wouldn't even go up and say nothing to them. Like, respect the movie, respect the game, but they've not done anything to change my life. You know, for the most part, it's entertainment. And and I you know E I don't want to disrespect you I know you with your family I know you you know you're on your grind but I had to stop and tell you man like for real for real you changed my life you know like not this ain't no groupy stuff like you changed my perspective like you changed the way um, I look at life you changed my hustle my grind and as a result of that like things have happened in my life so you know it's kind of like they're like look I don't even like doing pictures and stuff with people but man can we get a pic so. Um, I do know, see, that we have, as an organization, had, um, we have had made some major impact, significant impact in people's lives. Even, man, with the Steve Harvey show, I'm gonna be real, see, you know, man, my, 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 you know, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, like the threads were just off the charts. People were just so happy, you know, for us. And I think that's the difference, man. We made the kind of impact that is, that's, that's like life changing. You know, it's not surface, it's not superficial. You know, it's deep-rooted. And so, no, of course, we will never know. um, But I can say this, I have been humbled, you know, by the emails that have come in, people still sending snail mail, you know. um, Just just the response that we have gotten when we go into schools and corporate America, they're like, yo, we've been watching your video for years and to have you physically here, people were crying. I was at United Shore yesterday, see my first gig of 2016, uh, shout out to Matt. Uh, Who was a Spartan played on the championship basketball team in 2000 Um, and man shout out to him for uh, the opportunity But man when I walked in it were people were crying People were hugging me and holding me saying you don't know how you changed my marriage how you changed my relationship with my son You know how you gave my son hope again how you helped my family member get through a a disease Uh, It's just it, it truly is You know humbling see like you and I both you know of course we thought that we would be successful in life we Mm -hmm. i thought you know you always tell the team like you know yo carl you would have been successful as a biologist like lashana you would have been a successful lawyer you know you always tell them that but i think we've created i'm telling my age but we've created a voltron you know where we've made each other better and as a result of making each other better first, because people don't know when we were in uh, the office having worship, people don't know when we were reading the self help books. Like we're not talking about what we were doing for the world. People don't know when we were in class and we were studying. You know, and you we... know how
1: many John Maxwell books he made oh, me read? Man, John Maxwell got a bunch of my money. You know what I'm saying? But it was all. I mean, but I'm gonna be real with you. That's what the kind of stuff that developed us into. What we are and i think e, as you as you're going i'm thinking you know i did have big visions and big dreams and i did think we could achieve big things i think the thing that surprised me the most is the international presence that mm-hmm. we've garnered mm-hmm. and the international love like you guys can't even imagine the mixtape that was downloaded in over 250 countries yeah. right we yeah. go to london we go to australia Egypt. We go places. Imagine we're in Australia just walking down the street in Sydney on three o'clock in the afternoon and somebody comes up like, oh, my goodness. Like, I think that's the thing that, you know, really blows me away is the love that we've been, you know, getting overseas and from all over the world. And that's the kind of thing that. um. You know, it just humbles yeah. you, man. It it, it refocuses you as you and reminds you, you know, why we got into this in the first place and why, you know, we wanted to go down this road was
0: to inspire people. And so when you see the reach, man, is I agree, it's just crazy. Yeah, and man. I think the support, man, is another thing that's blown my mind. I mean, you think mm-hmm. about the Dr. Thomas album, because of the world, man, we 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 were we were ranked. You know, I think at one point we yeah. were like maybe 14 or something. We were we were ranked 14. 10. We ranked 10. You know, and mm-hmm. and I think about Curtis at, at, at um, Patchwork, you know, how Curtis showed us mad love, man, and just how so many of the different uh, artists and, you know, uh, Mike Stro. how so many people just poured into us and said, look, we're not even going to treat you or deal with you like we normally do business. Like, we love what you're doing. And I think that is also something, man, that has blown my mind, just how many people, man, we how many, we've garnered so much support from just, you know, uh, uh, just people like us, just everyday people. And then even celebrities, you know, even uh, like top leaders in the world, like man, the support that we've gotten and people wanting to see us do well, you know, people, uh, um, um, man, you know, got our back. It's just, man, yeah, it's has And been understand unreal. guys, when he's talking
1: about that, it's not, it didn't, it's not just because, you know, we're, we're skilled. It's not because he's a great speaker. I really want y'all to get this in 2016, man. You gotta add value to people. The reason people wanna look out for us, the reason people wanna, you know, show us love when we come into a city and take us out to eat and do all these things is because we didn't come into the relationship saying, what can we get out of these people mm-hmm. who gonna support right. us? Can we, can we right. get them to buy a book? Can we get them to do this? Yeah. Can we get them to do that? We just poured out our gift and we gave, like in 2016, really try to add value to people's life. Don't worry about what you're gonna get back, right? People always go into a relationship saying, what can I get out of this? What can they make for me? And I think that's why most people end up getting uh, divorced, you know, relationships in, because you're in it to see what you can get out. He got up and did TGIM every day, not because he thought, oh, one day they're going to buy a book. He did it because he was like, man, people going through it. And if they had the same enthusiasm they had on Monday that they had on Friday, people would be on a whole nother level. So we got up and we just gave our gift out. Stop being stingy with your gift. Give it out. It'll come back to you, man. So I agree with you 100 percent, man. But just, you know, for 2016, become a giver. Don't always be a taker, man. No, for real, man. Any more questions? See? Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna move on. We got a couple more. Um, this one is actually for me. Do you, do you mind? <laughs> Somebody, you know what I'm saying? I gotta get permission hey, what from can the you,
0: you should have sent it to me so I can ask you. You get to ask the I question and answer the question. <laughs> well, unfortunately, you don't have
1: access to the to the emails like I do. Uh, but Morgan in Atlanta says, "CJ, uh, it, it appears to me that you could easily be a one. What made you believe in E enough to be a absolutely. two?
0: Absolutely, absolutely."
1: Um, yeah and no for those of you it's so funny man we you know we do conferences and stuff and I of course I speak and you know, we do this and people are always coming up to me like, oh, you've been behind the scenes so long. You should really start speaking. You shouldn't be nervous. You you, you have a you can speak. You're, you're very inspiring. And it's so funny to me because, like, I've never been shy or any of those things. It's just the role that we ended up, you know, I ended up putting myself yeah, in. Absolutely. Um, and a a lot of people that. don't know this. But yeah. when we started, you know, I tell people all the time, we were a crew. We were like the Ninja Turtles, right? Like Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, like none of them were like the leader, they were just a squad. And that's kind of how we started out. And one of the things I noticed was that it was hard for us to all go on the road and go places and market the brand towards all of us, right? Me, Carl, and Sean, like, so what I did was I said, nope, you know what? In order for us to go to the next level, we got to put our best out front. And obviously, E was our best. You know what I mean? And so I said, you know, I'm comfortable enough in myself and I'm comfortable enough in who he is to go ahead and push E out to the forefront and let him be our leader charging into this space. And for those of you who are entrepreneurs and you are starting companies and stuff like that, everybody can't play the same role. Right. You can't have two point guards on the same team. You can't have two centers. You're playing two on two and you got two centers. You, you about to get in trouble because can't nobody bring the ball up to court. Yeah, OKC, okay, so no, okay, no disrespect.
0: OKC, no disrespect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got I mean, he always talks about it. In Westbrook Westbrook and Durant. You got two main scores. And I, I think that's the problem. They always run up against is who's going to distribute who's going to defer. And for me, I said, you know what? He's the best we got by far you know i'm willing to move myself to another role so let me come out of the speaking let me come out of these other areas but in morgan in, in in regards to your question of why believe it or not, it had nothing to do with E's speaking skill. It had everything to do with his character and who I, you know, he was somebody I I wanted to emulate in terms of his character. And I remember this was, and now this was well into our relationship, but one of the things that solidified it for me was, you know, E had been on me about, all right, cool. We've been making five, seven thousand dollars a speech for a while now. See, you need to, you know, go after it. We need to be up to 10,000. So I was like, all right, cool. So I grinded for a couple of weeks and I got the $10,000 gig. And I remember I was super pumped up again, just like the one, you know, I was talking about before, but I had got the gig for $10,000 and they gave me the date and I went to E and I'm like, yo, I got the 10 grand. He was hype. I was hype. And he was like, what's the date? And I gave him the date and he was like, man, I can't do it. And I was like, what? He was like, man, that's the day Jay to get her braces put on. And I was like, E. You mean to tell me we're going to turn down $10,000 so you can be there for your daughter when she gets her braces put on? I said, don't you understand? We could pay for these braces three times over if you just do this one gig. I'm sure she'll understand. And he said, no, I see. I gave her my word that I would be there. She's nervous about getting her braces put on. I gave her my word. I'll be there. Call and see if they can switch the date called him, I said, can y'all switch the date? They said, nope, it's already set in stone. We got people flying in from all over the country. It's gotta be that date. And I told E, I said, man, you know, hoping he was bluffing. I said, they can't change the date, E. And E said, man, well, um, tell them to think of us the next time, you know, they have an event. We'd love to come in and do it if, you know, my schedule permits. And you gotta understand, for me, that is one of the things that solidifies the fact that I'm doing the right thing in my role, and I don't mind playing the two to somebody like this. Because that's the type of character I want to have that's the type of father I want to be that's the type of husband I want to be you know and I have a great example in my father as well and you know he is just along those same veins just somebody that I wanted to emulate and so it had nothing to do with the fact that he in my opinion is the greatest speaker in the world It had everything to do with the type of character he has you guys don't even understand and maybe I'm putting out too much family business he has never been paid $1 from a book sale from a shirt from any product that we have ever sold. ET has never made one dime from any of those things. He uses all the proceeds from all the products. We use every single dime we have to pay our staff, to pay our young people who come on to do graphic design, to do shipping, to do our legal stuff, our contracts, event planning. We have used that money to pour back into the staff. And E has said, you know what? I don't need any money from any of those entities. I'm good with my speaking money and stuff like that. I'll use the rest of this money to, to pay my staff, to look out for my people, you know, and that's just the kind of character. One more example. There was a lady who, you know, kind of came into the church, you know, and E for those of you who don't know is a pastor for real and he has a church and a lady had come in there and she might not have been there more than a month and you know she was coming and her house ended up catching on fire and burning down and you know of course he was like man we're going to see what the church can do and I remember and this is you know obviously he was doing well and I remember saying okay cool everybody's p- pitching in money some got 20 dollars some got 100 some got 300 and um it came out E I hope you don't mind me saying this uh, he he's already, already said he's it. be mad at me <laughs> but I just want to show No, 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 I just want to show people the kind of selflessness. Um, He wrote a check for $20,000, right? And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you uh, multi-millionaire. I don't care who you are he wrote this lady a check for $20,000. Now you're not talking about me, my house catch on fire, right? My house catch on fire, me and Eve been brothers for years. He loved me like a brother, whatever. He wrote me a check for 20 grand. That'd still be like out of this world, right? Like, whoa, he gave you 20,000. That'd still be a huge deal. But here was somebody who had just came into the church less than a month before that, the house caught on fire and he wrote a check for 20 grand and didn't tell anybody. I know, of course, because I'm in the inner circle, but he didn't tell anybody. He didn't try to put it on the news. Oh, local pastor gives a woman 20,000. None of that. He literally wrote it and, and act like nothing happened. And so When you guys are listening to E, when you're you're hearing him on the mixtapes, the albums, the podcasts, and all of these things, man, know that this guy is exactly who he says he is. And for me, that's the main reason why, for real, I don't care, I play Scottie Pippen, for the rest of my life, if that's what it takes, because I am following the right person, and this man has a character that's out of this world that I will continue to follow as long as he lets me. So, um, I didn't mean to get mushy or emotional right there, but that—that um, that is really, you know, the reason why, you know, yeah, I'm, God I'm is the good, two man. man. Trust me, good. if it was—if it was just his skill, I would have left E a long time ago and been like, all right, cool, we just gonna buck for the title. I'd have been polishing up on my speaking, and yep. we can meet at the top. Yep. If it was just about speaking yeah. skill, I would have been like, okay, I'm, I'm a one I 2 no I can doubt. be Jordan too. Yeah. And I would have left a long time ago. But the character, man, was something that You know, you just couldn't deny. So, um, yeah, Morgan, I hope that answers your question. I'm sorry it's long-winded, but I wanted to make sure people really understand, you know, what they're dealing with. Because you get a lot of people out there who want to swindle you out of money, who, you know, are only worried about making a dollar and things like that. And you got to be careful of those people. But in this brand, you guys have somebody who truly wakes up every day and thinks about what he can say to better your life and how he can really pour into you. So um, that's a big deal. That's it for Ask ET. I know we ran a little long um, today, but we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast again, man. If you guys are out there and you're saying, hey, we love what you guys are doing, love the podcast, love the videos, man, check us out at breatheuniversity.com. We are doing some amazing stuff. Again, I mentioned the fact that we've lowered the, the entry level um, price to $20, man. We're doing some amazing things with our Tuesday phone calls. Just had an amazing Tuesday, Tuesday phone call. Uh, also, the Sunday calls with E. I'm putting up audio that's unreleased from speeches all over. Who knows? We got speeches from you know uh, you did, uh, the gig you did yesterday. I might just put that up there, oh, a corporate absolutely. event. So if you're interested in more, and this isn't for everybody, but this is for those people who say, hey, I like that, but I really want the training modules. I really want to you know get the in-depth yeah, information calls, on man. how you guys built the
0: company. Yeah, for real, for the guys. Whole nine. There, there are calls that CJ leads. Of course, we have a mastermind call on Sunday morning that, and it's not about me, but you are actually in the presence of some of our students who are phenomenal humans and who are doing a phenomenal job in terms of their businesses, et cetera. And you got to be on the call. Like for those of you, literally, you know, you, and there's some people for you are trying to nickel and dime your way to the top. It, it's not going to happen guys. You got to make an investment in yourself. This is not about like C said, I do not. I do not get paid if you and breathe you and not in-breathe you. It's not like that, guys. I, I, I make my money from speaking and doing, you know, um, a one-on-one coaching, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine, but I'm telling you, you cannot get to the next level if you're not willing to make that investment. And so, you know, it, it's C's idea and Carl's idea. My idea was never to do $20, you know, entry fee. I'm just being real. What I give, the information that I give, it's too, it, it's too rich for 20 bucks. You know, but I do understand, um, you know, I understand why they asked us to do it. So I'm just saying, you know, you got 20 and whatever, but whatever, if you can only make a 20, you need to make an investment. There are those of you, you go out to eat, spend more than $20 a month, you know, you spend more on the movies, you know, so, and you're not getting. How many books do we buy? How many conferences do we go to? How much time do we spend driving to events and and conferences where we can learn hours
1: away from the house? Yeah,
0: you got to pay for it. And I'm still doing it. I'm still doing Mm -hmm. it now. I'm still driving places and going to speak, you know, uh, at these schools in the Michigan area. You know, I'm still, I'm still driving, I'm still grinding, I'm still hustling, you know, so the, the investment doesn't stop. So, uh, it, you know, these mastermind calls and CJ does a call. Uh, it used to be Tuesdays, but we're going to change the day. But C is giving you the blueprint of how he took somebody who was already a good speaker and made me worldwide, made me great, made me phenomenal. He's given the blueprint. on on the things that he's done to actually take this brand and give some exposure to this brand. And there are those of you who are in branding, you're looking to find uh, branding um, companies, branding uh, institutions to help take you to the next level. I'm telling you, look no further than, than C.J., bro. Look no further than C.J. This is your guy. Hey, man,
1: I appreciate that, man. You, you just saying all that because I said all that about you in the 25th. <laughs> no, 20, no. no. Hey, you know what I'm saying? You trying to butter me up now because no, I threw no, him the loop no, on the 25th. Uh, no way. No. Uh, <laughs> so listen, guys, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I smell a kiss up when, when, when one's coming. Uh, but no, man, breatheuniversity.com. Seriously, we're doing some great things there. I think you'll love it. Um, check it out. You got anything you want
0: to leave the people with this week? Man, be phenomenal or be forgotten, bro. Stop crying, stop whining, and um, grind your way to success. Stop whining your way to success. What are you doing? What, what, what you got up this week? Tell the people what you got up. we we here on Thursday. What you got uh, up Well, I'm actually leaving tomorrow. Leaving tomorrow, I've been fortunate. You know, I made a decision last year not to work with the NFL, um, you know, in terms of the organization and work with each team. You know, um, I, I tease and say I've been married for 25 years. Been with the same woman since I was 16. So I'm not into like going to talk to all 32 teams. You know, uh, I want right, to go where right. I'm celebrated. And so Coach Tomlin uh, is one of the coaches this year, along with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who invited me in to speak. And uh, I've been in the position to work with uh, Coach, you know, from the time uh, we start working with the team, I think they were about six and five. So we worked with them the last five games of the season. He was like, E, I need, I need a difference maker. I need to bring you in. You know, what I'm saying it's a rainy day, so I need to bring you in. So I was able to do weekly videos for him, and not just do them, see. But he asked about them. He and Coach was like, "Yo, e, where that video at? I play it at a certain time." Right. And so we were fortunate enough to work with the Steelers. They were fortunate enough last week to get into get a wild card spot, so they'll be playing the Bengals this weekend. So coaches asked me to come up. And, and the thing that's so phenomenal, see, I'm just gonna be transparent. Not even to speak to the team, you know. I'm sending the videos. You know, every week. But he's like, yo, E, I just need, I just want, I just want you to be around the team. I want you to eat with us, hang out with us. Phenomenal. See, so of course, you know, my son, mm-hmm. who wants to be an agent one day, is going to come up with me, get an opportunity to spend some time with me. And then we're going to take you in the game on Saturday night and, um, you know, just be in the presence and build a relationship. So that's the thing I loved about Coach. He said to me when we met, E, I love you. I love your work. And look, you, 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 you family now, you know. And so it's a privilege, man, to be a part. Of not only an NFL organization as a dynasty, but to go where you celebrate it. See, There's somebody, somebody that, that knows your name, and you know what I'm saying, and always glad you came. You want to be where troubles are free. You want to be where everybody <laughs> knows right. your name. You know right. what I'm saying? Maybe exactly. Carl could put that at the end. He could drop that in there for me, a little soundtrack over my, over <laughs> my singing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it is, man. It's a good feeling, man. Never watched the show, e, but I'm very familiar. Oh yeah, with it yeah, too. yeah. I've never watched the show myself, but I do know the tagline. <laughs> so yeah, man. Yeah, so we absolutely. headed to um, we headed up there, man, and spent some time with them. You know, my boy Devin Steele, whose daughter unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer. That's been my guy since Penn State. Uh, you know, I spent mm-hmm. some time with him when he was at Penn State, and then we also good actually man. worked together um, at uh, Howard High in Delaware, which is the high school he graduated from. So I'll get a yep, chance to see yep. D as well and spend some time with him. And then, you know, we got the no-fly zone. That's with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals as well, see. So, uh, of course. yeah, I get an opportunity to um, get an opportunity just to share, sh- a hug, share some love with my fam, but to spend the uh, weekend with the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. So I'm excited about that. All right, man, and I'll be at
1: home taking care of a, 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 a crazy two-year-old <laughs> and a pregnant wife. We don't do, you know, we're just gonna go out, and probably, you know, do some do some eating and some hanging, man. And make so sure you look for me at the game weekend. Look for me at the yeah, game for the fan. Right, yeah, hey, FaceTime me.
0: <laughs> no doubt.
1: Sounds good, man. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Secret to Success podcast. Again, man, we appreciate you guys hanging in with us. This is our third episode. You guys been rocking with us. Tell a friend about it. Let them know they need to listen. Let them know they need to be inspired. It's free. So really tell them they have no excuses not to check us out. And um, you guys do your thing,
0: man. Blessings to you this weekend. And we'll talk soon. Boom. Be phenomenal. Be forgotten. Execution is worship. So in order to effectively communicate, you must eradicate excuses.